Welcome to the Ground Game Podcast. I'm your host, Bushido Squirrel, and today we're going to be talking music festivals, specifically Sunstock Solar Festival. Uh, here in California, we've kind of become the world capital of music festivals, but they're all kind of wasteful and sort of celebrity-focused. So I'm going to introduce you to a festival that's more about sustainability and renewable energy. Joining me today, I have Skylar and Alexandra. How are you all doing this morning? We are good. Thank you so much for having us, Tim. Of course. Thank you for coming by. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so uh, let's start off. Tell me a little bit about Sunstock, where the idea came from, how long you all have been doing it. So uh, in 2015, my band, Trapdoor Social, uh, invested in a solar generator that we could take with us on tour. Uh, it's, um, it holds our gear, but also has solar panels on top and batteries inside. We started doing um, solar-powered shows with a little sound system uh, here and there on tour, and we came back to L.A., our home base, and decided we wanted to do something like that here. Um, L.A. came up with the name Sunstock and helped basically get uh, started in 2016. We had our first festival, and... Um, this this will be the third year this year. We are October 20th in Hollywood, right here, uh, Gramercy Place between Hollywood and Franklin. Uh, we'll be throwing our third uh, solar-powered music and arts fest. Very cool. But this year it's going to be um, a free event with a suggested donation. So it's different from it's yep. different from um, the other years. It's a block party. Yeah, we're getting rid of the fence and security and, you know, tickets. And the whole thing is kind of scaling down to be more in the community. Uh, we've been trying to be, you know, <clears throat> the other big festival in town, uh, which is a crazy game and has been, uh, you know, very expensive and doesn't always come back. Uh, in ticket sales the way you think it will and uh, it's just a it's kind of a gnarly industry and mostly why we do this is for the sustainability movement and for uh, our partners and and um, the nonprofit community uh, of activists here who are trying to make the world a better place who are trying to uh, protect uh, the environment for future generations and what we really wanted to do was create a positive space for that community, um, a place where these activists can kick back and make friends with people from other organizations and maybe where some music fans would get a new, um, you know, FaceTime with some of these organizations and where these organizations might uh, be able to grow in membership and um, generally just to have a positive space for everyone to get down and be together we want everyone to come so that's why this year it's like everybody should come it's the block party yeah. free all ages uh kind of vibes and what kind of response have you gotten from the communities obviously uh it's been different since you've had a venue before and this is kind of a new entrance uh into like doing a, a block party for this year but you know in previous years were people really on board with this idea of sustainability and renewable energy or was that a hard sell oh man yes and no We've definitely got some allies in, in like, you know, that I've mentioned some of these partners and activists who, of course, uh, have been extremely supportive and who have, um, you know, pulled out 
stops for us as far as, you know, coming to volunteer, um, you know, help and organize, lend the resources that they have to help Sunstock uh, grow and thrive. And there are members of just the LA world who have had that kind of reaction too. I mean, we occasionally come across people who just love the idea and who get really excited about the you know solar powered stage and zero waste uh, kind of policy and this and that but um it's not the majority of people i think uh i think most people care about the environment but see different ways to make those changes or just you know not not everyone i think is looking for uh, a new kind of action that they need to take uh to to protect the environment you know even in the nonprofit community people are very busy doing their own awesome campaigns and that's why we love these organizations you know people are hard at work but it's uh it's not been super easy to get huge numbers of people to jump on board i mean we've had a few thousand people at our festival over the last couple years and and that's great it's um you know we've we've worked on a lot of partnerships and we've had some cool bands come play and you know we do our best to try to make it kind of mainstream accessible and uh and really bring as many people in as we can um I, I want to ask, you know, one of the the things that I like to talk about with Burning Man is how much carbon that they burn out there. You know, in a week, a city of 80,000 people burns as much carbon as the city of Stockholm, Sweden. And we see that a lot with like Coachella is obviously not a low carbon event. What do you think's missing there? Why don't more people who throw music festivals and big events think in terms of sustainability? Well, that's a good question. I mean, for one, the, uh, the solar generator uh, infrastructure is an up-and-coming industry that I think is pretty cool. We've seen some amazing solar jennies out there. I don't know if there are... I don't know of any generators big enough to run a, a stage at Coachella. Um, we've seen generators over the last few years kind of come and go. The, the main stage generator we used in 2016, just that company folded and went... To, like dust in the wind it's just gone oh wow yeah and uh the technology is not <clears throat> there yet right like i went to bonnaroo and there was a place it was like the solar camp so there's like a spot where it's solar powered but it's it's small so it's like kind of like going from smaller to it could be bigger but right now yeah it could um it could and the other part of it so that's kind of the one thing the the generator thing and, and the gas generator versus solar thing uh, the other big thing that I hear about, you know, Coachella and a lot of these festivals is just like the waste element, uh, which is, you know, which is huge. And, you know, these, these places kind of just get trashed and, um, we try to do that differently. We, we have a, a partner who coordinates a zero waste effort at Sunstock and works with the vendors and the, all the policies to make sure we're not you know, throwing away a bunch of plastic, styrofoam, everything like that. And well, well, so let's talk about the zero waste uh, and the, the kind of consultant you're bringing in. What exactly is the zero waste ethos? And like, how would you know when you throw in a zero waste festival? 
Yeah, so the zero waste ethos is basically um, leave no trace, kind of like leave the space better than you found it. And um, the zero waste uh, partner works with vendors to um, uh, figure out like the utensils to bring. So instead of buying plastic utensils, she would tell them like buy these compostable utensils or um, uh, we're, we're not going to have water bottles. We're going to have like a water truck and then people bring your own, refill your own water bottle. Yeah, exactly. And then, I, you know, it's actually saves money for a lot of people, which is great. And um, uh, we're going to have we have like a recycling um, trash, tra recycling waste and compost. So like we try like while we are at the fest to already divide the trash how it is and um, not let things go by the wayside. Yeah, I think that's um, Sophia at Zero Waste Company. Her One of her big jobs is to really try to make it so there's almost nothing going in that waste bin, but that everything generated on site at the festival is either recyclable or compostable. Um, I think that's the zero waste goal. We absolutely aim to leave the place better than we found it, um, and uh, and that's part of our ethos as a festival, but I think... I think specifically the zero waste thing is is really about not generating a ton of garbage, and uh, you know year after year she's 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 been with us since the first year, she's sorting through these bags of stuff at all day and you know all night afterwards, uh, because that's not garbage and this is recyclable and she cares and she makes it happen and she brings her kids along too so you see like. Her beautiful baby boy is just kind of like sorting through Picking the trash, up the trash and yeah. stuff, and she's got teams of volunteers. <laughs> and I mean, like, you know, we we pay her a bit because, like, it's just like hard work, but like, it's, it's so important to the fest, you know. And it, it's something that I, I see with this, that you need more commitment to pull this sort of thing off. You have to commit to these ideas. And a lot of it is, as you're an adult who grew up in a disposable society, you're conditioned to just throwing things out or getting a water bottle. And even I still struggle with that from time to time. What's it like to have that commitment? And what kind of habits do you want younger concert goers to form after this? Well, gosh, I mean, we're learning too. Um, we are pretty good with uh, avoiding uh, disposables you know, the, the plastic water bottle, I think, is a big one. Just, like, have your own. And, you know, that takes care of a, a lot. And then a lot of it is, you know, up to the vendors and, and where you choose to buy. Um, you know, because some people will sell you, uh, you know, a styrofoam carton with the plastic ware wrapped in a plastic bag. And, and, and then you kind of have to just deal with that. Or... You know, those vendors can choose to have compostable things or, you know, so a lot of places now you can bring in your own container and, uh, you know, more reusable culture. <clears throat> we know that we have some people in our festival community, Sophia and Trissy, and, you know, there are some people who really go deep into the zero waste lifestyle and, um, you know, who keep their trash in, you know, a jar to remind you know to like really make sure it's not building up you know and, and and to live by that and I think we all can aspire in our lives to push ourselves in that direction I mean just 
keep those grocery bags in the car and just like really pay attention to the packaging that you receive when you buy the thing that you want and then think about the other ways to get the thing that you yeah. want or like it can be simple it doesn't have to be like you know like having <clears throat> just a jar of trash which is um, that's incredible that's amazing. It's amazing. Like, that's but amazing. it can be like that just like have reusable grocery bags or like always have you know I grew up in Mexico City and you can't really drink the water in Mexico City, you always have to buy water, um, and there's almost no water left, you know, that you can drink in Mexico City, which is amazing. But coming to the U.S. and living in uh, L.A. where you can drink um, tap water and you actually have access to clean drinking water, it's a lot easier to have your thermos and a lot cheaper. Like, I've saved yeah. a lot of money that way. Yeah, and... Um We've started, uh, you know, just looking at packaging when we shop, like, you know, instead of getting like the mixed green and the plastic thing, you can just get a head of romaine lettuce in not packaging and like at, at, at farmer's markets, you know, and, and different places to buy. You can find things that are in bulk or there are ways to, um, you know, there are ways, I think, to get yeah yeah like we we've been kind we kind of got into delivery and we were like oh my god there's so much styrofoam here and uh, and then we're like all right we gotta just go to that restaurant instead and you know we're trying to figure it out it's fun but um we're trying to figure it out and so let's talk a little bit about the music and kind of the the community that y'all are hoping to bring so uh when i show up on october 20th who is going to rock my world we have uh always gone for as very many um local la bands as we can we've done a lot of like indie rock um alternative uh stuff like that and um this year we have cayucas the epilogues who are a colorado band doing a reunion show um that we're pretty excited we're we're, we're fans um we have top shelf brass band and karmic and uh, Valley Hush and my band Trapdoor Social. Uh, our friend Kinney's gonna play. Um, and El Manana. El Manana is coming. And um, I think maybe one more uh, TBA. And we are very excited. I mean, we're, we're diversifying the stage a bit this year uh, just to, I think, reflect what we want to do with the community and how to, like, who, who this is for and what, what this is all about. It's not just about indie rock. It's about um, the community of uh, sustainably-minded people that we want to come hang out with us. Yeah, I would say it's, like, you know, independent artists, like artists that are creating music independently of, um, I would say, like... Record label? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's yeah. more like people that are artists and um it's cool because uh, like el mañana i think he's um from C colombia so he sings in spanish a little bit in top shelf brass band they're from fullerton uh, no, riverside, riverside but they play you know new orleans style brass Ooh. oh my gosh it's so fun it's so fun yeah, yeah. they everybody will dance yeah. to we top shelf brass band. band i know they're amazing and then uh, um, I think Karmic, they're from LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, like what did you call it? Indie electronic. Yeah, two, it's like two girls fronted. It's amazing. Yeah. Female fronted. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're excited about um, 
that this year. And one more, I'm going back like three steps, but what, just the final thought uh, to answer your question kind of on the zero waste thing and mu music festivals before I forget. I just think to we talked a bit about like what it what in practice it is to to be zero waste. And it's hard. I mean, Coachella would have to spend a lot of money on the staff and effort and you know like sea change to go zero waste and like I wish they would and I think a lot of attendees probably would be into that and I think you know that that would be the next that would be a great thing for them but like it's not that easy mm -hmm. and if their only concern is business I see why they haven't done no, it no I'm sorry Sky that's um you will make you will spend less money if you go zero waste you will make you will save money if you go zero waste um, so Coachella, if you're listening, you will save money if you go <laughs> zero waste. I promise. Um, I have worked with people that have done the math, and you ultimately do save money. Yeah, I stand corrected. Well, I, I always found <laughs> Coachella to be one of those interesting ones because the the festival exists because Pearl Jam decided they hated Ticketmaster, so they went and found a stage out in the middle of nowhere and were like, "We're gonna throw a twenty dollar music festival." invited all these bands out, and then Ticketmaster and Live Nation were like, oh, that's a good idea. We're now going to go throw the mother of all music festivals out there. And it's completely different to what the first Coachella festival was, which it's not the same like festival, quote unquote, as far as corporate IP, but Pearl Jam got that off the ground. I always found that a little bit weird and feel like they, they were betrayed. Uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about now was, because uh, you, uh, Ali, are wearing a Broke LA t-shirt. Yeah. And we have a lot of innovative art here in LA. I was hoping you could talk about what inspiration you found, people you've worked with, why LA is the place you want to throw this festival. Yeah, I mean, I have lived in, here in LA for almost four years, and um, it's so cool to have been meeting like all these people that just have an, a dream have an idea of something and then they actually make it happen like I know Skyler when we first met he showed me this drawing of like a solar stage and it's just like a stick figure of like a person singing in front of the solar stage and then suddenly like a, you know a lot of hard work later it, it came true so that's something that I've been seeing a lot and I see it a lot in LA that people come here with an idea come here with a dream and then they actually make it happen and um, I think a lot of like is community support and people uh, talking to each other and helping you follow your dreams and then I feel like then you will help them too you know it's kind of like um, give and take and it, and it like for Bro Broke LA, which we um, had a solar stage this year um, the last outside. Two years. Yeah, the last yeah. two years. Like, it, you know, it's a helping each other kind of like be better. Um, and that's something beautiful that I've seen here in LA. Like, even with Ground Game, like here, just helping each other out. And it's been awesome. And I, it's, I used to live in New York and like, it's kind of abrasive over there. Um, so LA is a little bit more like, let's hug and let's work together. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we um, I, I've been going to Broke LA since year one. My buddies 
right, back right. when we used to call it Brochella. Yeah. Right. Before they got, sued. <laughs> before they got uh, the letter. Uh, my buddies are in the band Yo-Ya, who oh, played okay. like the first like two or three years or like the yeah. three out of the first five years or something. They kept going back. Um, and uh, and so I, I it was really cool to watch that festival grow. And that was a big uh, thing that inspired me to create Sunstock was like, wow, like see how an event can yeah, grow like it, that and they grow but they still stick to their roots and like that's cool like brokenness of, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's been really interesting it's been really interesting to watch that happen and just to be part of a community i mean there are uh, of course a ton of uh, musicians who are finding ways to make it work uh, in LA, and there are a ton of uh, visual artists. We've had some incredible. Yeah. Our friend Eleanor uh, Cody, who's always does the aesthetics of the fest, and she always like just goes far and beyond. Like with people creating beautiful yeah. stuff, and and uh, we've had some like sweet LED pyramids, and Dasha made that amazing colorful dome, and this year. Um, we are gonna do like we're gonna actually do like a zero waste thing with the art as well so uh the open call is um to create um a a self-standing sculpture that we're gonna put on the streets but you can't buy anything Mm. so it's like all the things that you can find and you can find like when you start looking you can find so many amazing things to create an amazing weird piece of art so um that's what's going to be happening this year and i think it's going to be a cool experiment in creativity for artists um so yeah i mean i mean i'm i'm down for people in the community to make art um so depending on when this comes out i guess Y'all are invited to participate. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, we definitely are looking in a lot of ways for collaborators yeah. uh, and for just community participation. We are at Sunstock Soul Fest on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you and work with you. If you've got ideas, you want to make art, you want to get involved, we'd love to hear from you. So that is an open call uh, and the way that you can get involved. We also have email what's up at sunstocksolarfestival.com and we have a website sunstocksolarfestival.com and hopefully we aren't too hard to find. Yeah, we'll, we'll have all those links <laughs> down in the description. <laughs> I, I want to ask, how do you maintain like the correct orientation? How do you make sure that everyone on your team is kind of pulling towards your goal? Is this like you doing a sales and checking in with everyone? Are you looking for like-minded folks? Like what is that balancing act like? That's a really good question. Um, our team has changed a lot each year. We have like some usual faces but uh, through the years we've had like different production partners. Yeah, organizational staff in event production uh, has been an interesting ride just because it's so much work and people I think really have different motivations to do that. And a lot of time it's money or ownership because who would want to do that much work without some sort of financial, uh, you know, goal um you know which i understand but also it's not really why we do the fest and so uh increasingly and especially this year really our team is just volunteers which is incredible um we've had 
we've had a ton of help and regular support from uh, from Ground Game, from California for Progress, uh, from a, a couple of other partners, the Oil Money Out folks, and uh, Food and Water Watch. You know, some of our partners have really stood up and showed up um, when we can basically no longer afford to hire a event uh, production staff and um, you know it's better yeah. it's better <laughs> it's 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 not great to like ask people to volunteer I'm very aware of how much we are asking but it feels like the thing that we should be doing which is working with people who care um, that's that's really why we're here is uh, is to support each other and to you know promote this ethos of how can we make the world better how can we make the street cleaner how can we uh, improve the festival space uh, you know just trying to lead by example um, you know what can we do to leave this place in this world better than we found it and I think a lot of people who are here organizing are driven by that and come out for that and that feels really special um, Sky where does the suggested donation go we are using Venmo and <laughs> at Sunstock Soul Fest on Venmo uh, we will be taking donations and we are a nonprofit festival we promise a hundred percent of any profit made towards grid alternatives who does solar installs for low-income housing and occasionally for super cool nonprofit uh, charity projects we've done two uh, charity installs through them over the years we did solar for kids cancer connection up in the valley which is an outpatient treatment center for uh, young people fighting cancer we are now completing the solar install for homeboy industries which is a super cool uh, la organization that um, helps uh, uh, people get out of jail and back into the working force and provides a ton of super good services um, to a community that needs it. Yeah, and, and Homeboy Industries, for those uh, maybe not familiar, they're a, a, an L.A. brand. Uh, they produce food. They also produce clothing and stuff. They have a bakery uh, over very close to the RJLA studios where we also broadcast, uh, and they've been around for a very long time. Their mission is to get people out of gang life and out of kind of violent situations and give them other options because you realize in a lot of the underserved neighborhoods in L.A., People don't turn to, like, gangs because they're really looking for that kind of excitement in life. That's the only job available to them, and there have to be alternatives. So that's, like, a pretty storied institution here in L.A. It's super legit, and it is social mobility in an office. Like, it is, you know, that's what they do. And so we uh, did that fundraiser actually four years ago, maybe five years ago. Uh, we were selling an EP and using it as a fundraiser. Uh, for that project and it's finally getting installed this coming week depending on when this is aired it might it might have solar on the roof now because they had to re-roof and it took years as a process so anyway we're finally doing that and and so the point is just that um it's cool it gives it's like solar power accessible to the people you know you think like oh solar power like a tesla you know or whatever something like it's totally a lot not of mostly affordable rich folks putting yeah. solar up on their houses which but is that, like which is yeah it's it, cool, is, it is good for them but <laughs> grid 
is an organization that exists to work against that they're putting solar mostly on low-income housing uh, which they find you know ways to do with uh, you know fundraising and with um, you know all the loopholes and kickbacks that that can make that affordable to do systematically and they do it systematically in a bunch of cities and it's incredible one of my favorite organizations and one of our uh, longtime partners they're awesome um, people yeah so this year if we make a profit uh, we cover our expenses and we make any profit that will go all to grid alternatives uh, if possible we'll complete a project we started with them before which is for a safe place for youth which is a homeless uh, teen resource center in Venice and uh, you know they're aiming to do that roof install and they just need some money and so uh, Sunstock is doing that if we can we are spending money on permits and uh, paying artists and s running some crew and a couple of stage production costs and porta potties and all right so yeah we'll have some signage up on the day of reminding folks where they can send a Venmo donation if they're interested in doing that we really believe in accessibility for the fest and that's why it's optional we don't want to stop anybody from being able to come uh, but we do uh, have a bunch of expenses and some really great stuff we can try to do if we make a profit so uh, we'll 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 get that out there nice nice and so what do you want people to take away from the festival like what's a win for you uh, when somebody leaves at the end of the day what do you want them to be thinking about inspired by you know kind of feeling my first answer that comes to mind is just that the Activist community, the nonprofit community, has connected better amongst itself. They have found new support from each other uh, out of this positive space that uh, an activist will now help another with their campaign and, and that they just become better friends, better connected, and that for any festival goer, anybody who just wants to see the band or lives on the block or for whatever other reason that they're there that maybe they engage with one of these partner organizations or that they learn what Food and Water Watch is doing or what Ground Game is doing and that maybe they sign up and, and, and might get involved. I think we all want to have a good time. We all want to enjoy the music, have a beer, get a thing from a food truck, hug our friends. That hopefully is a given and and just the the baseline for uh, success over the day but the dream is that people walk away with action at their fingertips and and uh, you know a bigger network for these organizations who are doing this great work yeah I think even just going is like a step forward in this you're, you're supporting a solar-powered event that's trying to be zero waste and trying to bring people together so just like it's it's guilt-free fun time mm. you know so you want to have a good day and then be like i actually did a good thing too then come to sunstock <laughs> very cool well i want to thank you both very very much for joining me and i'm really looking forward again it's going to be october 20th uh, here in hollywood right by the ground game office on gramercy just north of hollywood and south of franklin uh, i hope to see you all out there and again thank you guys very much for throwing this taking this on because this is a lot of work and uh, just having this idea to begin with. Thank you for everything, Bushido Squirrel. You rule. Raise your fist